Tales from the Chip, Episode 5, with Merv Chambers. I doubt there's anybody that knows more about the Cricket Club than Merv Chambers. He is a past Premiership player, treasurer, secretary, and has been a life member for over 40 years. He was summed up best by Damien Holmes when he said, if Merv Chambers ever got a cut on his arm, he would bleed my own blood. Well, my name's Merv Chambers. Um, uh, I'm 71 years old now. But I played 263 games at Red Hill between 1963 and 1988. I made over 4,000 runs and took, uh, I think, 188 wickets. Uh, I was secretary treasurer from 1970 through to when I left in 1988. And I was awarded life membership in 1978. Now, uh, in my time, I played in 10 grand finals for five wins and unfortunately five losses. Uh, I was also the 12th man in the 64-65 seconds premiership team at the age of 15. Now, on the club's website, on the history page, there's an old photo there which was taken in about 1972. Uh, In the photo, I'm in the back row two across from Frank DeGlorio, right alongside our president at the time. Oh, fantastic. I, I do know that photo. That, that's a, that's a great old photo, that one. So yeah, wealth of, um, wealth of knowledge, I'm sure about the, about the club in that time or period of time there, huge, huge time span. So uh, what led you to Red Hill? How'd you get to the Red Hill Creek Club? Well, um, I actually, I grew up in Red Hill. Um, my family lived in Sheehan's Road uh, and I did all my schooling at the Red Hill Consolidated School. Um, and I started playing uh, cricket in the seconds in 1963 with a heap of my mates. Uh, and Donnie Edwards' father, Matt Edwards, was the captain coach of the team and uh, the team won the premiership that year, so... Uh, sorry, the, uh, they won at 64-65, I think. Yeah, but I was 12th man in that team. Oh, fantastic. So that was the, the seconds, did you say? Second yeah, yeah yep. seconds, All right. yeah. All right, so so 10 grand finals in there, obviously a lot of really good memories. Uh, what would yeah. be your favourite would be your favorite on-field memory out of, out of all that time? Um, well, probably... Um, some of my biggest memories, of course, is um, uh, the first 11 flag in 73-74. We had a a great side then. Um, We had a couple of really um, gun opening bowlers, Jimmy Klein and and Roy Watts. Um, Jimmy took 74 wickets for the year and and Roy took 81. Um, So I have a... and, And I also played in four seconds flags. Uh, and you know that that uh, guys you play in premierships with, you never forget them. There, you have a bond for life, and um, I remember those all those guys fondly. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely right about the um, the bond with the premiership team. There's only the the eleven of you, or the the twelve with the twelfth man as well, and it, it's a it's a really unique sort of friendship you have with those guys um yeah, yeah that certainly lasts, is. Yeah. lasts for a lifetime um, yeah and um that 73 74 flag is um 
there's a couple of those guys that are not with us anymore and that's um you know that's sad but uh life goes on yeah yeah that's right um all right so you mentioned a couple of names in there jimmy klein and yeah. and roy Matt, watts. Uh, oh, roy watts sorry not Matt. Yeah. roy watts yeah so we um a couple of years ago uh, i think it was around two years ago I think um, Jim passed away. Correct me if I'm wrong there. Uh, um, no, Jim's been Jim's been gone, gone for a long time now. He he uh, he was only 45 when he died, I think. Oh, okay, so I must have yeah. mixed up. Ray the story, Ray but... Kelly, Ray Kelly, our wicket keeper. He died a year last year or the year before. Uh, that might what okay. you're not even thinking yeah, of. It was, it was must have been something to do with the Klein family because we we ended up um, somebody passed on to the club a box of old trophies uh, that belonged to Jim. Oh, so okay. We he had, had plenty uh, of them. <laughs> yeah, and it, they had they were well, they were all bowling bowling um, oh, awards, yeah. most of them. And there was some of the figures. You know, he, there was a he took nine for nine for twelve and eight for fourteen. Yeah. And, you know, just these ridiculous bowling figures, and yeah, seventy. 60, 70, 80 wickets for the season and things like that. And yeah, yeah, he was he was um he was electrifying Jimmy Klein. He was very very quick. Um, uh, in fact, in my time, I I don't think I I uh, come across anybody in country cricket as fast as what Jimmy was. He was, I can tell you that on a Thursday night when you were facing him on the chip. From the he uh, bowling downhill in fading light, he was he was scary. Yeah, that that's the that's the um that's what everyone says about him is he was extremely quick. The, the, there's not really anyone around that would have seen him. I think maybe Damien Holmes would was sort of the only one around that had yeah, a, a bit yeah, of Damien. Damien would have seen him when he uh, when he before he started playing probably because he was always around the club. With footy or cricket, yeah, yeah. So Damien had a bit of a recollection of him, and he just said, "Yeah, he was he was quick. He was certainly one of the one of the real fast bowlers that were around." Um, and I'm sure the the conditions, the pitches, and and that sort of thing back then probably weren't uh, weren't as um, reliable as they are now. So you probably got some some interesting conditions to to face him in as well. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, that's definitely done. one of the the big names. Yeah. Yeah, and um, in those in that seventy three seventy four flag, also uh, Harry Ryan's played in that too, and he was a great cricketer, Harry. Yeah, I've I've met Harry a few times. Harry, yeah. Harry knows my knows my dad quite well. Um, yeah, played footy with dad, uh, so yeah. I have met Harry a few times around the, the local footy. He still hangs around the Frankston Bombers. Yes, he does. Yeah, he's involved with them. I think. Yeah, yeah, great great fella. Yeah, he is. Dad didn't seem to know a lot about his his cricket. He he definitely said he was a good, really good footballer. Oh, fantastic, fantastic footballer. He he um played centre half back and on the chip. He used to kick goals nearly every week. He was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Harry was a left arm swing bowler, um, and uh, a really good bat. Uh, made, yeah, I have seen a- his name. Seen his name up on the the honour board. I think he won a couple of club champion yeah he would have yep um couple two or three maybe yeah Uh, and the other name you mentioned there roy watts i don't know much about roy watts could you maybe tell me a little bit about him yeah roy roy came to red hill um he was appointed coach of the footy club uh and he and he turned he turned up 
uh, I, I think it was about um, 19, might have been 1972, 70, early 70s, yeah, early 70, late 72, he was appointed and he turned up uh, and asked if he could get a game of cricket and we put him in the team and um, uh, we, we, we bowled first and um, uh, the captain asked him, could he bowl? And he, and he said, oh, yeah, I can bowl a bit. And he said, well, we'll give you a bowl. Well, bloody hell, he, the first ball he put down, everyone, the eyes swung open. He was, he was quite quick. And he had a – I don't know if you've ever seen a bloke that played for Victoria in Australia called Froggy Thompson. He bowled oh, with both – name, yeah. He bowled with both arms directly above his head. Um, and Roy could swing the ball both ways. And he was quite, quite quick, not as quick as Jimmy, but um, – uh, uh, he was still fairly quick, and um, uh, and of course, seventy three, seventy four was when they both got together, and they were devastating. They um, they won the flag on their own, just about. Yeah, but uh, Roy didn't play. He played for a couple of years, and then he went off to Mornington. Yeah, yeah, he played. He only played oh, with us okay. for a couple so of years, and him. then then he uh, he went uh, went to Mornington because they offered him money. Ah, uh, right. That old, uh, that old problem. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so that's a couple of really, uh, you know, the really good players that you you saw a lot of and you played with back then. Are there any other names that that sort of stick out from your career as being the the really good players? Oh well, yeah. I you know I could go on forever naming blokes that uh, that I that I played with who were really good, but. Um, you know, fellas like, um, you know, we recruited quite a lot of blokes to the club. Um, uh, Jeff Northfield came from Baden Powell. He was a great bat, made a lot of runs for us. Ian Aitken was an absolute superstar, but he was um, he was well into his 40s when he came to us, but still he won us a premiership. And, uh, well, he played in a couple of premierships, I think, in first, and then he played later on in down the grades. Uh, Dennis Scary, I can't believe Ian's Andy record. Brown, he was, oh yeah, Ian, Ian was, and the super came to the club he was over a fantastic fella. Oh, he was well into his forties. Yeah, he came from Rye. He came, we came in as 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 the coach, and uh, the first the, the, he only coached us for the one year, but then he stayed and um, played the rest of his career at Red Hill, and uh, he was fantastic for the club, and. You know, blokes like Dennis Scary, who was a really gun off spinner and could bat really well. Andy Brown, we know how super Andy was. He won about eight club championships in a row at one stage. Uh, Gary <laughs> Martin, um, you know, and, and uh, Donny Edwards came back to the club. Uh, really gun players, all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't believe Ian Ian Aitken ending up as the well, Ian ended up as the the leading wicket taker in the club's history, and he didn't didn't start at the club until he was into his forties. So I could just never believe yeah, that he was yeah. the, the the highest wicket taker for a long time. He's he's since been overtaken by Gary Martin, I think might be the only one, or there may be someone else as well. But yeah, yeah, that was unbelievable. And I've heard of. Um, I've heard of uh, Dennis Scary as well. He was obviously before my time as well, yeah. but uh, I have heard he used to bowl off spin 
um, with a with an eight yeah. one field, and he used to bowl, and he just bowl yeah. off spin unchanged yeah, with an with an eight one field, which was unbelievable yeah, as well. Yeah, unbelievable. The first time I seen him do that, I thought, how can you bowl spin and have all these blokes? Um, what was it? it? Was um, he had he had no one on the leg side. Everybody was on the off, I think, and he he just bowled and bowled right at yeah. the spot. He was. He was really good, Dennis. His concentration was unbelievable. But he'd 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 played at Rye with Ian, and and he was coaching Main Ridge, and Ian, and when he finished there, Ian got him round to round to Red Hill, and and um, yeah, yeah, we had some great players. That was that was through the eighties, early eighties, and that brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, some of the some of the teams in the eighties were there were some yeah some seriously good lineups. Um, yeah, and then um, so you mentioned Gary Martin in there, um, and uh, and Billy Martin. You would have yeah. Well, Bill Bill was so Bill had played also with Ian and Dennis down at Rye, and he 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 came up. Um, but originally, Billy had played at Main Ridge, and I think he'd played at Dramana, but. Um, he, we were looking for a coach, and he said, "Look, my sons um, might might be interested." So we talked to Gary, and and we um, we signed Gary up, and God, what unbelievable! You know, medium pace spin. It was just he he just mesmerised teams. He's uh, unbelievable. Uh, in fact, I I said to him once at um, training, I said, Gary, can I ask you not to bowl to me in the nets because I'm you just I'm just wasting my time. I just got no idea. <laughs> um, you know, I, I was playing at that stage, I was playing in the seconds and I just couldn't put a bat on him. He was just unbelievable. Yeah. He's still like that today. He'll come and bowl at training <laughs> and he's still just, he, he can still, he can still bowl. He'd be probably 60... He's the same age as my dad, so he'd be sixty-four or sixty-five now, and he's still, yeah, he can still bowl and just bamboozle, you know, ninety-nine percent of the batsmen he bowls to. So, yeah, I would have loved to seen him bowl yeah, in his imagine. in his um yeah. in his prime. That would have been quite a quite a sight. Yeah, and then Brownie, you mentioned Brownie as well. When he came to us, you know, the first yeah, yeah Gary, the first two years we he won we won. We won two flags in the first two years he was coaching us. So, yeah, um, Andy Brown, you know, he was such a powerful batsman and um, uh, he could bowl a bit as well. But um, he made a lot of runs and, you know, won won the club championship, you know, about eight years in a row. And I, bet, and I think he won it a, a couple of other times as well. So, you know, he was, he was really great. Yeah, great player and great bloke. We've had some really nice, great personalities over the years, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was lucky enough to play a little bit with Brownie when he when he came back to the club um, about eight or nine years ago now, and he played a couple more years, and he was obviously not in his prime at that stage, um, but he, yeah, he was still uh still an absolute pleasure to play with. Um, just unbelievable presence on the field, obviously, and. Yeah. Um, yeah, really, really good mentor for, for all the guys that are about my age and sort of all came through together. And it was, yeah, just a, a real thrill to be able to play with, you know, the guy that you've seen on the honour boards for so many years. You know, you've seen his name up there so many times yeah. and then to actually be able yeah. to 
to play with him was um, <laughs> certainly a massive thrill for for a few of us. Yeah. All right. So that's um, that's a fair bit uh, of on field stuff there. And you also mentioned you were treasurer and secretary for I think it was about seventeen or eighteen years. You said then. Now I've been treasurer for. I think this is my ninth year coming up um, and that feels like a lifetime. So I, I, okay. I can't imagine doing 17 or 18 <laughs> years. Yeah. Well, I, um, I not only was I secretary-treasurer, but I had the licence as well. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was there. there um, I, I, my wife used to say I slept at the club. Uh, I was there from go to woe Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturday nights and yeah yeah so yeah the uh, the club when I, when I took over I was only twenty years old and um, we were in trouble with there was a few blues in the club and a few people were arguing with each other and a lot of people left and um, uh, there was there was no money in the bank we had rubbish gear and and it was just about we were gonna gonna fold but um, we played with one team, uh, and it was just a heap of young young guys. And sometimes we struggled to fill the team. But uh, from then on, we we just started to build the build the team and the club up, um, raised money to get new gear, and um, uh, yeah. So right throughout that time, it was pretty pretty tough but we you know within two or three years we'd won a flag and we and the club was starting to really take off and um so yeah i i uh, enjoyed all that over a long period of time and um you know when i talk about all the great players that we brought in uh we were able to get uh, bluey Holmes, damien's dad as president uh, he was a great president for the club um uh and then later John Squire, and uh, they were two, in my time, they were two blokes that were a power of strength as presidents. Um, and when I left in 88, we, we had about six senior teams and three junior teams, and we had about 10 grand in the bank. So um, uh, that was a real pleasure to, um, uh, and um, to have done all, done all that in that time, I was... Um, uh, quite thrilled with the results that we got. Um, I also, you're probably aware, I um, I did all the work to put all the club records together right from the from day dot through to. I did that in about 1973, and then the the until I left, I kept up to up to date every year the club records. So, uh, and I I take it that that's still so people are looking after that. I. I know that when I left, Kenny Bowring took that over, um, but then when he died, I don't know what happened then. So, yeah, no, that's all still that's all still going. Definitely, that's always a good memory. Yeah, yeah, I had to do a lot of research. Yeah, it's it's um it's satisfying, isn't it, when you when the club sort of, um, you know, when you take the club from a, a starting position and, and then, you know, you get it to where it ends up. It's certainly a really satisfying, um, you know, it's a satisfying thing to be part of a, you know, a yeah. committee and yeah. part of a group of people that, that are all working, you know, on the, on the one cause uh, and then to get, you know, to get to an end point that you're really, really happy with. Um, it, it's really, really satisfying. I, I've been pretty lucky that I haven't had 
it hasn't been overly challenging the time I've been on the committee. We haven't had any any really, really challenging times. Certainly, um, you know, it hasn't all been, you know, smooth sailing, but, we, we, you know, we haven't been talking about, we haven't been flat broke and we haven't been talking about having, you know, major, major problems to deal with and things like that. Um, so I've been reasonably lucky in, in, in that yeah. sense. Um, but I did want to ask you, what, what are some of the, what were some of the most challenging and the most difficult um, issues or, or events or, or problems that you had to deal with while you were on the committee? Uh, I, you know, I, I spoke about what it was like when we started, but I was only 20 year old and, and um, you know, the, I suppose you don't worry too much in those days. You just got on with the job, but probably the most challenging things uh, that I went through in my time was um, uh, we had a, we had probably three times we had to um, uh, sus- suspend players for misdemeanors and um, uh, the, the guys that we um, had to deal with were, um, were big parts of the club and, and that was very difficult where you got to, you got to be seen to be um, doing the right thing, regardless if the player is a good player or what he is, um, and you need to keep everybody happy and that they understand why you've come to that decision. So those times were really tough, but um, having having uh, presidents like uh, Johnny Squire, uh, we were we had a very strong committee and we were led strongly and. Um, uh, so it made it a lot easier, but they were difficult times, but uh, very few and far between. In, in you know, in all the, the eighteen years that I was secretary treasurer, we it was, you know, we had ups and downs at times, but nothing too crucial. Yeah, well, that's that's definitely a good thing, isn't it? If you're if you're on the committee and you're not having too many problems, that's uh, that's a good sign that it's all going. It's all going pretty well. Um, yeah, it's we've been reasonable. I've been lucky yeah. as well that we haven't really had a situation where we've needed to um, suspend a player. We, we've you know we've had a few minor things here and there, but nothing overly major. So yeah, I imagine that would be a very very um, tough decision, especially when it's uh, one of the good one of the better players. Um, so that would have been certainly tough times. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were difficult times, and um, you know you cop a bit of flack from from those players, but I think they they realised in the end that, that um, you know it had to happen, and and uh, they we had respect for them, and they had respect for us, so it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, well that's good. At the end of the day, if if both both parties sort of realise that it's you know, it's for the right reasons and everyone's, you know, everyone's on the same page by the end of it, then I guess that's the desired outcome, isn't it? Um, all right. So yeah, yeah it makes yeah. it makes the old belly turn though. Yeah, that's right. Um, so who would you say some of your favorite teammates you know, that you played with? Oh, well, well, I could go. Yeah. You go on, you go on forever with that, with, um, you know, I, I, I don't like leaving anyone out, but blokes like Jimmy Klein and um, Shane Drew, uh, Johnny Squire, Ray Kelly, Robbie Lachavo, uh, Harry Ryans, um, Frank DeGlorio, uh, George Hogevorst. George was a fellow I played both footy and cricket with. 
uh, Roy Watts, Ernie Setter. But, you know, I could go on all day with Ian Aitken, Dennis Gary, Donnie Edwards, all those blokes. All um, all great to play with and um, all good guys. Gary Martin. Oh, that's good. Um, all right, and now something a bit more lighthearted. Uh, what do you think's the... What's the funniest thing you ever saw at Red Hill? Oh, well, yeah, I thought I thought about this um, a fair bit. You know, being secretary and being the licensee, you know, I've seen lots of funny and very interesting things happen around the club over a long time, but um, I don't want to embarrass anybody. So it took me a while to come up with a couple of things that wouldn't be so bad to, um, to say. Um, we had a we had a guy who played in the lower grades and he didn't play every game. Um, he was actually the cousin of one of our gun players and and I'll probably give you a hint. His name is exactly the same as that gun player, um, and they were cousins. And on a Thursday night before selection, I I said to him, "Are you available on Saturday?" And he looked at me and he thought for a while and he said. Um, well, if it's sunny and hot, I'm going to be carting hay. But if it's raining, I'll be available. And I just looked at him and shook my head and walked away. <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> um, another, another, another one. Um, we had a, um, a uh, we were playing French Island over there. And in those days, I don't know what they do these days, but in those days, they used to pick you up at Stony Point Jetty in a speedboat and take you across Western Port to the to the jetty at French Isle and then cart you in the back of the ute up to the ground. Now, um, we had an opening bowler who early in the week, he said, um, look, I'm not going to play next week. He said, I'm, I don't like going out in speedboats. I don't like the, the water and I don't want to go. And uh, we spent the week convincing him that he had to come. And um, anyway, he rolled up on the Saturday to the jetty and as we walked down onto the jetty, he got cold feet when he seen the boat and he seen it and, the, and it was pretty rough, the water that day. Um, and he got cold feet and he said he wasn't coming. So four or five of the blokes picked him up and carried him down the jetty and threw him on the boat. Um, and then we went <laughs> off to French Island, but he was, um, he couldn't, he couldn't concentrate all day because he was worried about the trip back. <laughs> so that was quite funny. But um, yeah. if we ever got to have a beer together, I could tell you plenty of stories um, that I wouldn't, yeah, that I'd, um, <laughs> that's happened. But um, yeah. Yeah, you see a lot of funny things over the years, and um, uh, you know it's um, it's a great a great place to be able to go up to the up to the ground and have a beer and and talk footy and talk cricket and talk rubbish. Um, it's probably one of the good things that I always thought about the cricket club. It was um, it was such a good atmosphere. Yeah, that's exactly right. It, it's always it's. Um... You know, it's my favourite part of the week is that 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 uh, little bit after Thursday night training or after the game on Saturday Saturday night when when the clubs clubs full of people and you know everyone's everyone's having a chat and a beer and a, and a meal and yeah it's it's um 
it's uh it's a highlight of the week i reckon yeah excellent yeah it is saying i have been lucky enough to do one french island trip um yeah and that was a that was a very interesting oh, okay. <laughs> very very interesting day out it's it's not a it's not the speedboat it's the it's it's the actual ferry now but uh yeah it was a very interesting day and um i'm sure oh, this okay. the story will come out on on one of my future future podcasts you, you might hear the story so i won't ruin it now but it was uh, very very funny what what happened that day <laughs> um <laughs> All right, so obviously the club's been pretty successful in recent times. We've won a few flags, and um, we've got a we've got six teams at the moment, and I think we've got six junior teams this year. Um, the footy club won the won the senior premiership in twenty nineteen as well. Um, you know, and, and as somebody who were, you were there in in the early days, and and you were there for a very long time, what what is that recent success um, of of the cricket club and the footy club as well. What has that meant to you as a, as a past, you know, a past player and a past member of those clubs? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's sens- sensational. Um, you know, I've ever since I left, I've, I've kept, kept close watch on the club, uh, both cricket and footy. Uh, cause I, you know, I loved the place. Uh, I, I, um, uh, I didn't want to leave. I left for other reasons. Um, uh, but the, the success of the clubs have been absolutely brilliant. The, you know, now the coloured clothing and the merchandise and and um, uh, all great, you know. And um, I was thrilled to follow the, um, the Simon Dart era. Um, fantastic um, player. And... Um, I came down. Uh, they played. They the first played in a, um, a twenty twenty final um, in Frankston uh, two or three years ago, and I met Simon then, and uh, really nice fellow. Um, uh, they didn't win that, unfortunately, but um, yeah, it was really, really made me proud to to see the team all in their coloured coloured clothing, and um, it was really professional, and um, yeah really fantastic and and the footy club you know in my time uh we were the easy beats you know we struggled all the time uh i'd never played in a final at footy uh which which has always um uh been a disappointment but um uh you know i i love the footy club as well and um yeah so the, the success has been really good and um uh has made me feel really proud Oh, that's great! It's great to hear. Um, great to hear that you've you've followed it, you know, all all through those years as well. That, that's um, yeah, really good to hear. I, I played in that game at Frankston, that twenty twenty game. I didn't do very well myself. Um, yeah, and we, oh, we okay. lost in the end. Yeah. So that was a, that was a bit disappointing. Uh, we've lost a few, a couple of those twenty twenty grand finals. We we've lost a couple of them over the over the years. Um, still trying to get one of them, but we got the. I think we got the big one. Yeah. No, must have been got, the year after that there, we won the, won the district. It's better to be yeah. in them and not win them than, than not be in them at all. Yeah, that's right. And th- those 2020 comps have come, you know, they've come a mile in the last few years. I remember we used to organise the odd 2020 game with Dramana on like a, you know, on a Tuesday night or a Thursday night. We'd just organise a game 
with with Dramana and, and that would be our 2020 game for the year and it wasn't even a you know it wasn't for points it was just a just a you know a friendly game um, and now that now everyone's got coloured clothing and sponsors and it's all videoed and yeah the 2020 comps just gone gone through the roof and playing a lot mm. more one day cricket now obviously mm. we're you know we're well this year is going to be all one day as again last year was all one day as so we're we're going to go two years yeah, without playing that. a yeah. two two day game which is a bit disappointing but uh, not much we can do about it yeah unreal yeah yeah Oh, just the, um, you know, things like, um, you know, I, I see uh, at times you've still got the indoor nets going. Um, that was a brainchild <laughs> of uh, Johnny Squire in, um, in my time. Uh, started up the indoor nets in the basketball stadium. Um, and I still see you use that quite regularly. Um, and, the, of course, the facilities at the ground, you know, I'd, I'd left before the new club rooms were built. So all my time was in the, um, uh, my original time was up in the green shed up on the top of the hill. Uh, and then the, the new club rooms were built on the end of the basketball stadium in about 1975. Um, so I spent all my time in there. Um, and another big thing that happened in my time was uh, Johnny Squire uh, organised all the honour boards um, and, that's fantastic um, for the club to have those up. Um, when we were in the in the old club rooms near the basketball court, we we sort of got in a bit earlier than the footy club, so we had a lot of memorabilia around the walls. But I I believe that since the new club rooms, the footy club have um, have probably got a bit more than the cricket club. But um, uh, it's good to see all the memorabilia in the club rooms. Yeah, it's interesting you, you say that with the the club rooms. I, I I remember the old the old club rooms, and yeah, I do. That's a, a really strong memory of mine. Is is the cricket club having flags and and photos and you know and trophies and stuff all through the that sort of yeah, um, bottom side of the rooms. There's just stuff everywhere, and the footy club had had hardly anything. Um, and it's a bit of a shame the new rooms. There's there's not really any wall space. It's it's all windows, so there's not really much space to to actually hang anything yeah. up. And we, and we've got a bit of a dilemma Could coming up with the honour boards. Uh, the honour boards actually full because it was it's it was uh it was only designed to go for have or have space for a hundred years. So um, with the club being a hundred years old now, it's actually <laughs> it's actually full. So we're going to have yeah. to. I'm not sure what we're going to do. Whether we, whether we get another one or we get you know, a smaller one or, yeah, I'm not sure how it's going to work or get some sort of. Yeah. You might have to, might have to put them in the change. Yeah, that or could something. be a possibility. It gets moved or, or something. Yeah. Yeah. But you've got to keep up that memorabilia and the, you know, the, the club records are really good because I used to think that, um, you know, it's one of the good things was when we were having really bad years, uh, wicked partnerships and things like that were, was still something that the team could um, uh, could try for during the season, so it gave a little bit of more incentive to uh, to blokes. Um, so, yeah, all those things. The history of the club very important, and um, it makes a lot of people when they come to the club when they see the history. It um, it helps to build 
Yeah, board. certainly. I, I love looking at all the, the, the honor boards and the photos and all that sort of stuff. I, I really love the history. And, and whenever I go to another club, whenever we're playing away or anything, I always have a bit of a wander around the room and look at the photos and the scoreboards and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it is really important. Um, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, with the with the 100 years, well, we were, we were planning to have a, you know, a big function last year, but that obviously didn't happen. But, yeah, we, we sort of started doing a bit more digging around some of the old stats and the old records and all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, some of the names you mentioned earlier started coming up and, you know, there was some of these guys that have taken hundreds and hundreds of wickets and, you know, had all these wickets and, you know, I'd never heard of them and hardly any – no one had ever yeah. heard of them, but they'd taken, <laughs> you know, six or 700 wickets. And, yeah, it was really, really interesting looking back through the – through the old old history books um and yeah we're, we're very lucky that that um you know people like yourself have have maintained that over the years we haven't really got too many gaps in the history we, we can go back a fair way and get a pretty good you know a pretty sort of complete history of the club yeah. we don't we're not really missing anything which yeah we've got a, the only things that are missing there's a there's a few yeah, there's a lot, there's a few batting averages and a few bowling averages missing over the years, but um, uh, people that have made fifty and made a hundred and taken a bag of wickets, uh, we've got all that, and hopefully still have it. Uh, hopefully it hasn't been lost. All the scores and things. Um, I've actually up here. I've got. I've still got the main the main uh, first eleven record book here. Um, uh, uh, Squizzy decided when I left to take it with me and Kenny Bowring kept me up to date and I kept the book up to date until 2010. Um, but then when Kenny Kenny died, uh, I didn't have any more contact. So I've got to get this book back to the club. I was, I was going to bring it down when the 100-year uh, celebration was, but, um, of course, that didn't happen because of COVID. Um, but I... Um, I need to post this down and get it to Brandon so that um, he can um, look after it and get yeah, it Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll definitely um, keep that updated. It's obviously a lot easier now with everything being online, all the stats and everything. It's it's a fair bit easier than it used to be. So, so yeah, we'll definitely definitely get hold of that and, and keep it updated. Yeah. That'll be that'll be fantastic little um little piece of history. So. Yeah, that'd be good. Hopefully, we can have that function eventually. It's, yeah. it might be the the hundred and hundred and first or hundred and second or hundred and third year function, maybe. Um, <laughs> but yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, I hope it still goes ahead because I'd love to. I'd love to come down and yeah, be a part well, of it. Yeah, we'll definitely go ahead. It's just a yeah, it's just a matter of when. <laughs> so hopefully, it's not too yeah. long. <laughs> So there's my chat with Merv. Uh, I think, Jay, I'm sorry, but you've lost your title of Red Hill's Wisdom. Uh, I don't think there's anybody alive that knows more about the Red Hill Cricket Club than Merv Chambers. So that was uh, highly informative. I hope everyone enjoys listening to that and keep an eye out for the next episode.